Hi, I'm Doug the Neighbor, and welcome to my podcast, Doug the Neighbor, coming to you from the Possum Trot Studios here in awesome Austin, Texas. And we have a special guest here today, a longtime friend of mine, a neighbor, and we are going to be interviewing him. But first, let's take care of some of our housekeeping that all of the podcast listeners know about, and we would like to welcome Jojo Bear, our vice president in charge of production. He is here overseeing all of our antics here at the Possum Trot Studios. Well, let's check the weather window today, and oh my gosh, hot, 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 over a hundred degrees again. It's so hot in Austin, Texas, we cook bacon in the mailbox. But this is America, and it's always smiles and sunshine in Texas. For the sports report today, my Texas Rangers uh, beat the Seattle Mariners last night, but we are still 15 games back. Rather terrible situation. Those dreadful Houston Astros are leading the American League West Division, and we are not happy. Now, we have a shopping tip today uh, for our Bluebell Ice Cream Price Index. Over at the grocery store, four pints of Bluebell ice cream, a Texas product, four pints for $6. That's a dollar and a half a pint. That's one of the best deals we've had in years. And since it's hot, hot, hot here in awesome Austin, Texas, Bluebell ice cream sure hits the spot. Now, Today, I have a very special guest, a neighbor to the, here, and we are going to do an interview. His name is Steve Smith. Steve, glad to have you here. Glad to be here, neighbor Doug. Uh, and a little Dr. Pepper for us. That's to, right. To get us started. Uh, Dr. Pepper, I love Dr. Pepper. <laughs> we drink a lot of it around the... Uh, Possum Trot Studios. Jojo Bear seems to enjoy a fair amount of it. Good. Me too. <laughs> good. It's a good drink. Good drink. Now, Steve, uh, you and I are neighbors. We have uh, uh, known each other for a couple of years now. Uh, but let's begin. Your name, Steve Smith. Are you in witness protection or something? Neighbor and Doug. I've been living with that my whole life, all the way back to when the officer pulled me over getting a bicycle uh, license uh, ticket, and he asked me that same question. And I told him, and he said, Surely, son, you can do better than that. So bring it on. Steve Smith. Everybody knows one. Everybody knows one. Okay. A a great name. A good all-American name. Steve Smith. Boring. Boring name. No, 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 no. Now, uh, uh, Steve, uh, where were you born? I was born in Torrance, California. Torrance. Southern California. California. Uh, where, where is in relationship to Los Angeles is Torrance? Uh, um, just a little southwest of L.A. by about 20 miles. Southwest of L.A. Yeah, 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 pretty much right on the coast, just to, just to the west of L.A. Just to the west of L.A. Okay. And, and uh, have you ever done your DNA? 
Not yet, no, oh. but definitely soon. Definitely soon. Uh, yeah. What do you think your ancestry is? What, what, what is your family story? What do you think it is? Uh, I am sure it's Swedish and Dutch, and we came over as a family uh, in the late 1800s. Okay. Yeah, and the native, uh, my, my original maiden name was originally Martinson, uh, which is Swedish, okay. and we changed to Smith for... I don't have any idea what reason we did that, but uh, probably just ease of, of, of saying the name rather mm -hmm. than Martinson. And um, so I'm sure that's where I'll trace my ancestry back to. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And so uh, sometime soon, get your DNA done. I'd say within the next six months, yeah. Oh, that, very good. Very good. Now, I introduce you to Jojo Bear over here, our What's vice Jojo? president in charge of production at the Possum Trust. What's up, Jojo? <laughs> Did you have a teddy bear when you were growing up? <laughs> I had a uh, stuffed dog named Lassie, a uh, bunny that my favorite neighbor girl gave me, and a blanket. So I had three things. Yeah. Oh, okay, and what was the name of the stuffed bunny? Uh, bunny. <laughs> bunny. <laughs> bunny. So you had Lassie and Bunny and a blankie. Yes, sir. <laughs> I did. Yeah. And did you have any pets growing up? I uh, had a few, yeah, a lot of dogs and cats, uh, had a few favorites along the way. Yeah. And uh, your number one favorite uh, pet when you were growing up? Uh, I would say it was um, our cat, Caesar the Cat. Caesar and the Cat. Caesar, oh. Caesar the Cat was, was a favorite, just a loving, affectionate cat until, you know, things happen to cats yes. on busy roads, unfortunately. So, oh, yeah. my goodness, sorry to hear. We yeah, love animals around the Possum Trot Studios, yeah. and I'm sure Caesar the Cat was... A lot of fun mm -hmm. in there for you when you were growing up. We have lots of cats in this neighborhood, yeah. Caesar would have had fun here. Oh, that's great. Now, where did you go to high school, Steve? Corona Del Mar. Corona Del Mar. Yeah. Now, where is Corona Del Mar it's High School? High School is in Newport Beach, California. Oh, it's in Newport Beach. Yes, That's sir. one of the uh, suburbs of Los Angeles. Uh, not really a suburb of L.A. It's a little far away for that. But oh. maybe 60 miles away from L.A., Newport Beach. Because Torrance is where I was born. And then yes. We, then we moved south to a beach town okay. back in 1963 when it was a small beach town before it became the what's known as the Orange County or the OC. Okay. Now, yeah. So Corona Del Mar High School was in Newport Beach. Yeah. Now, good. Were you the lions, tigers, or bears? We were the Sea Kings. Sea Kings. Sea Kings. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, sort of like a Neptune god with a pitchfork. The Sea now. Kings. Now, you were in pretty good shape and a pretty big guy. Did you play any sports when you were in high school? Uh, I played a little basketball. Uh, then I discovered fishing, and that's all I wanted to do for the rest of my high school career. I was a rower in college. Uh, okay, uh, but f during high school... Yeah. Fishing and basketball? Fishing and basketball. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Did you have a job in high school? Had a few of them. Yep. Okay. Yep. One that was of particular interest for you? Uh, I was the head chef at the age of 15 years old for a fine seafood steakhouse right on Newport Harbor. And I was so young, I had to ride my moped into work. <laughs> and I worked Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday night by myself at the age of 15. And we would have these 
floods of customers that would come in. It wasn't a big restaurant, right? But it was enough to make a new, uh, a young fifteen year old kid nervous, right? When it filled out, but all the waitresses always had my back, and uh, that was probably my favorite job growing up. Oh, great, great! Yeah. What was the name of the restaurant? Uh, McFadden's Bayside. McFadden's Bayside. Now, yeah. do you believe it's still open? Uh, no, it's something different now. It's been, uh, over the years, probably six or seven different restaurants. Oh, and do you remember the address or the corner of something like uh, that? Bayside Drive and Pacific Coast Highway. Okay. Newport Beach, California. Uh, okay. Yes, sir, okay. I do. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Good high school job, a lot of responsibility at a young age, being yeah. the chef. Yeah. Okay. And uh, where did you go to college? University of Washington in Seattle. University of Washington in Seattle. Uh, And uh, what is the mascot? Lions, tigers, or bears? Uh, Huskies. Huskies. Husky dogs. We we call ourselves the dogs. It's a rowing powerhouse. That's why I went there. Oh, okay. Uh, But, but, uh, yeah, the mascot is the big husky uh, dog. You see it on college football Saturdays to oh, oh okay yeah. and the, and the campus is in Seattle in Seattle oh okay and you were the Huskies oh that's great and uh, what did you uh, study there at uh, University of Washington Seattle? Uh, speech and communications I was a communications major when I graduated and then mm-hmm. morphed into a business tech guy okay all right we'll get to that a little bit later but you do have a good solid voice and thank you very much for coming here to the possum trot studios and uh, participating in this uh uh, podcast uh now did you and you were studying uh speech and communication in college uh did you have a, a, a car in college i sure did yeah yeah, had a couple of them. Okay, uh, but if you're asking for my favorite, it the was, favorite yeah. it was my 1978 Twinkie bus. Twinkie bus, okay. Volkswagen bus. It was uh, orange on the bottom and cream color on the top with a pancake engine. 1978. Uh, that was my favorite car. And it was a car, and you called it Twinkie Bus. Twinkie Bus looked like a Twinkie. It looked like a Twinkie on the wheels. So everybody you, called it a Twinkie Bus. Wouldn't you like Let's to have a ride. that? Let's go for a ride in the Twinkie Bus. Wouldn't yeah. you like to have that car now? I would, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Now, when you uh, were in college, you were studying speech and communications, and you were on the rowing team, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, once you uh, got out of college, what was your first job? My first job was working for a Caterpillar tractor dealership in the parts department um, in Riverside, California. We were a tractor earth-moving machinery dealer. Right. That Caterpillar, was, worldwide uh, company. Yeah, that, that was my very first job with them. and I, I ended up working for them for 17 years before doing my own thing, and I worked my way up to basically managing the company. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, we might have a small world. Uh, does the name John Carney ring a bell in your past with Caterpillar? He's yeah. a fraternity brother, and I will contact him concerning this podcast. I believe he worked for uh, Caterpillar for many, many ah, years. Man, I can't say that I did know him. Uh, I worked for a dealership, and the dealers didn't always know who the 
manufacturer right. employees were, um, and there were thousands of them. So. Sure, I understand that. Yeah. I'm just a big believer in a small world. Six degrees of separation. Six degrees yes, of separation. Small world. My fraternity brother, John uh, Carney. And here at the Possum Trot Studios, Doug the Neighbor is a big fan of new friends are like silver and old friends are like gold. All right, that like is it. what makes us rich. Okay, now you worked for Caterpillar for many, many years, you said. How many years? Uh, 17 years, worked for a company called Johnson Machinery. They were a dealer for Caterpillar. They were a dealer for Caterpillar. Now, do you believe they are still in business? Uh, Johnson Machinery actually was in business for 72 or 3 years, and they just sold 2 years ago. Oh. Uh, to another large Caterpillar uh, tractor dealership uh, okay. that was adjacent to them. Yeah. Are you still in touch with any of the people uh, through the email or internet uh, 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 with I, some of yeah. your friends that you worked with? I would say probably on and off about 50 of them actually. Whoa! Yeah, through social Whoa. media and, and just uh, their business associates on some levels that are using a product of mine. Mm -hmm. And I've maintained good relationships, yeah. yeah for oh, many, many we'd years. like to hear that. Yeah. We'd like to hear that. Uh, I will send you the link to the uh, Doug the Neighbor podcast, which is available on the Anchor system, on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast, and you can forward it on to them and let them know how well you are doing here in awesome Austin, Texas. Sounds like a deal. Okay. Now, uh, you were working there in uh, California. What was the name of the city where the Caterpillar uh, place was? Riverside, California. Riverside, California. Yeah. When did you come to awesome Austin, Texas? Uh, I formally relocated here in June of 2011, June 15th, 2011. My first visit was in 2008. Okay, when I was well, June away. 15th yeah. being your awesome Austin day to start your adventure. Here. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, Steve, that is a, a big move coming to awesome Austin, Texas. What are you doing now? Now, oh, I help equipment manufacturing companies and their dealers do better digital marketing strategies. And I also am developing a mobile application with private investment to help equipment buyers and sellers take pictures, videos, and buy and sell between themselves. Oh, I see. Now, what is the name of your company? Equipment FX. Equipment FX. Well, obviously, you uh, came to awesome Austin, Texas. We sometimes refer to uh, Austin as Geek City because we have music, all the tech companies in the world, and tacos. So, Geek City, awesome Austin, Texas. Would you agree it. with that? That's why I'm here. i got to work with them. Right. Yes, you work with them. Yes. Yeah. Now, let's go back and uh, explain to our podcast listeners uh, exactly what Equipment FX does. You said big equipment and you said mobile application. Uh, kind of fill us in a little bit. All right. So I... I do two things primarily. The first thing is to help the manufacturers and their dealers develop a better online presence so their products and services are or products and services are found online when people are searching for a new tractor, a used tractor, how to rent a tractor. I make sure that they're the first online destination that someone would find. 
And then secondly, I take a mobile, I have a mobile application that allows literally anyone with the tap of a button, mm -hmm. uh, the ability to take pictures, do a video and do a condition report so that uh, the thousands of people used equipment salesmen uh, have a platform to allow them to essentially sell used equipment more efficiently um, since their dealerships don't buy the used equipment. So it's oh. almost like an Uber okay. application, but for heavy equipment salesmen. Okay, yeah. so you use Uber. Would would eBay be a better word? eBay for heavy equipment? Uh, Amazon for heavy equipment, something like that? Something like that. That's more of a public exchange. The, the, the reality of it is that 95% of the equipment that's bought and sold in the used market mm -hmm. is bought and sold in a private environment. And what you see online is a, is a very small representation of what's truly out there, including eBay, including okay. Amazon, and including okay. on Google. Or, Craigslist. Or, or, all right, so I need a, a swimming pool dug in my backyard, and I want an earth mover to come on in, a digger to come on in, and but I decided I might want to buy it. Mm -hmm. I would go to your mobile application, type in what I'm looking for, uh, and there would pop up something that's available. Possibly, that's one app use of my application. Is, one is, is a marketplace, but it's really uh, intended to let the equipment brokers that know where all the equipment is, that know other brokers that are right. looking for a piece of equipment, yes. a private exchange to buy and sell equipment as opposed to a public exchange where somebody is typing and looking. People will be able to do that, but that's not what the the equipment brokers in the world want. They want something that moves information around more efficiently than what's currently on the marketplace, including eBay. It's a very slow, cumbersome system, and my system is a lot faster and, and better. Okay, and does does this system have a name under the Equipment FX company brand? like Equipment FX application. Application. Oh, I, I see. Mobile, I, yeah. I, I, I see. And I would think that another uh, aspect of your application might be, uh, or uh, application with Equipment FX, is uh, tagging all the equipment so we know where it is. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, so it's another feature of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That uh, we, it, the people who come into this world, if they wish to know where that particular uh, piece of a D9 caterpillar digger earth mover is something like that. You know what a D9 is? <laughs> Bravo! <laughs> Brownie points, neighbor Doug. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It, I'm it, more than a pretty face it, here, it, Steve. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and for the listening audience, Doug is a legend in this neighborhood. We all, we all love working with Doug. Doug the neighbor. Uh, Doug the neighbor. Um, Doug the neighbor. But yeah, it does help uh, geolocate an asset so you know who owns it, where it is, and what type of asset it is. Yeah. Right. I believe that they apply that application to truckers. They know GPS. It's uh, GPS. very possible to do the same thing. Uh, and, and the tr tr rail cars, trains. So they yes, they know yeah. each rail car. Yep. GPS, yep. and I'm sure it, uh, whether we know it or not, it's on our own cars. You know, somebody knows where the car is. Yeah. You know, so anyway, that's a very, very interesting as aspect, and it's uh, tech related. Yeah. You developed this idea, yes, sir. Yeah, okay. I sure did. Yeah, I've, I've worked with the past clients, including Wells Fargo Bank, that has mm -hmm. a, a big issue with locating and pooling their assets for sale. They've been a client of mine. 
And when I work with them on a project, I said, I'm going to develop my own because I can do it better. And I oh. have. Yeah. Well, th that's great to hear, Steve. We we truly enjoy that. Now, would you are here in Austin, Austin, Texas, better known as Geek City because of our music tech company's tacos. Uh, do you get to travel because Earth Moving Equipment is around the world, correct? I do. I have clients as far away as Moscow, Russia. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then most of my travel is done in the States. I do initial assessments where I visit with them I, for two or three days, and I give them a report card of what's wrong and then oftentimes uh, they will turn the report card around and have me execute that on their marketing department's behalf. Oh, okay. And so that can be done. Um, my recent engagement with a client out in Atlanta was I was there a week every month uh, okay. for, for a year. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So that's very, very interesting. And we uh, certainly applaud your entrepreneurial efforts here uh, in awesome Austin, Texas, and in the United States. We uh, believe in uh, the entrepreneurial efforts in making your life better. Do you have how many employees do you have in your company? I am currently only one employee, mm -hmm. but I have a virtual network of. 50 plus developers and team members that I work with on an ongoing basis because my business model 12 years ago was I believe I can outsource most of what I need to get right. my product built, which I've done. So you're putting 50 people to work. Uh, on and off, yeah. No, on and off. Yeah. yeah. And these would be the geeks, uh, and I'm sure they are around the world. Mm -hmm. uh, and please let them know that we uh, appreciate their efforts and let them know about Doug the Neighbor podcast to spread the world, the word around the world. We love the aspect of the tech revolution that is happening and especially here in awesome yeah Austin, it Texas. happens a lot here and you'll be famous doug doing what you're doing no doubt <laughs> i don't know what i would do with fame because when i go to the doc uh, buy my dr pepper the yeah, cashier yeah, yeah. just doesn't care yeah, it's, it's overrated <laughs> just stick to the blocking and tackling and have fun <laughs> but if dr pepper wishes to send down a case of uh for for me we would certainly appreciate it send on dp <laughs> <laughs> we certainly appreciate it. Now, uh, your uh, th this is a beautiful story, Steve, about your entrepreneurial efforts, and we certainly appreciate it. And you're busy all the time. Do you have any time for hobbies? Uh, hobbies, yes, of course. I always make time for balance in my life. Uh, one of them is gardening. I'm a, I have an extremely green thumb. I grow uh, gardens for myself and my mom that I take care of as well. Um, uh huh. Bicycling, rowing. Okay, skiing, so you biking. are very fit, and to our podcast listeners, Mr. Steve Smith is a looks looks pretty cut. He's looking pretty good. So you say bicycling, 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 cycling, now? yeah, biking, mm -hmm. hiking, uh, stand up paddleboarding on the lake here. Uh huh. Rowing on the, the lake here. The good, the good life here. A lot of, a lot of yoga, yeah, a lot of yoga. Yoga, yoga's helped but, the older uh, I get. All right, and gardening. Are there any uh, particular plants that you enjoy, or are you kind of just all of them? I, I'm, uh, I'm into planting whatever grows in the shaded light in my yard. You know, so it's a mix, and uh -huh. I'm not a fan of any one in particular. Flowering vines, ferns, hanging pots with potato plants, uh, begonias, anything that has color. Yes, that, that you can get to grow underneath dappled light, which we live under oak trees and elm trees, mm -hmm. um, can be a bit of a challenge. But if you get that 
mix dialed in, man, it makes for some good growing. So, oh, he'd love to hear that. Yeah. We'd love to hear that. Now, you did mention that you uh, have a fair amount of travels. Do you have any uh, personal travel plans, uh, places you'd like to travel uh, this summer? Uh, oh, yes, Colorado, every summer. I go to Colorado every summer. For, and for where do you go to? Uh, Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Steamboat Springs, yes. yes. Oh, I have been up there, and it is absolutely beautiful. And uh, why Steamboat Springs? Uh, uh, I just love the routine up there. I wake up early. I hike to the top of a waterfall every morning. I come back. I soak in the hot springs. I float on the river. I take long bike rides in the open valleys in the mm -hmm. ranch land. It's not big alpine country like some of the right. other mountain towns right but it's a cowboy town i, I find the people are really nice uh, the pace is a little bit slower okay. and it's become like an extended family uh to me over the years oh that's so beautiful I'm partial to it it's a little uh, hard a little do, harder you, to get do, to but do, you, do you fly up or drive up i drive my 13 uh, year old f-150 truck Oh, up there okay. every summer. Right? It's, that's its annual road trip. Yes, oh, sir. that's excellent. Does the, <laughs> does the F-150 have a name? Uh, no name. No, I never did name her. <laughs> her? It's a her. It's a her. It's a her. She runs like a top. Oh, that's great. Well, now, Steve, this has been an absolute fantastic interview with one of my neighbors. And uh, what you are doing is very, very high-tech, interesting, making this application for uh, heavy equipment people in that world. And we wish you all the success in the world. But what words would you have for somebody who wishes to do some high-tech uh, work like yours if they have their idea? have a lot of money. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, my advice would be to be prepared to take risks, take a lot of action, getting your product to market. It takes a lot of ideas uh, and bandwidth to do it. Don't be afraid of failing, but bring your lunch pail every day because things, uh, dreams are not built overnight. Um, and listen to the 10,000 hour rule. It takes the most successful people in the world thousands of hours to develop their idea and get it to market. Mm -hmm. uh, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates are all the same. Um, and go for it. You know? Go for it. Yeah, do it. Bring your lunch pail, but, uh, but do it. Don't, don't have regrets about what you don't do. Uh, I want to be a role model of my kids. They're 20 years old growing up in a, in a virtual environment, virtual working environment where right. things have so fundamentally changed. Yes. Job security is not what it used to be and I want my kids to be able to see that doesn't matter what your dreams are you can start them anytime you want there's a lot of tools to be successful but uh, take some risks and go out and have some fun and do it oh, yeah. absolutely beautiful wise words uh, Steve I'd like to thank you very much for coming by the Possum Trot Studios for the Doug the Neighbor interview. This has been fa absolutely fantastic. Uh, learning about your life, your endeavors, which uh, just fantastic, very uh, edifying, and we certainly appreciate it. Uh, the, here at the Possum Trot Studios, we always applaud entrepreneurs who are uh, making America great and have found their uh, life here in awesome. Austin, Texas. And it's very obvious that Steve Smith takes his karma vitamins. 
A, B, and K. Always be kind. Good things will happen to you if you take your karma vitamins. I would like to thank Mr. Steve Smith for coming here. And again, to our podcast listeners, call your mother, make her smile, all the best.